climate leaders and businesses are being warned they need to do more at home and abroad to help reduce planet warming emissions. At a climate and business conference in Auckland this morning, the Prime Minister told businesses that if they do not start cutting emissions, they face being left behind in the global marketplace. And New Zealand's UN Climate Ambassador Kay Harrison says Aotearoa has a moral duty to give money to help poorer countries adapt to the warming globe. Our climate reporter Hamish Cardwell is there and joins us now. Tenakwe Hamish, now what have business leaders been saying so far? Yeah, it's been um, interesting. We've just now have heard from some business leaders talking in pretty broad terms, but basically sort of saying that business is really starting to get behind action on climate change now. What they're seeing is that previously business were sort of motivated by, you know, personal values or the values of the business, but more and more they're getting signals from investors and from customers and stuff that they want to see that greater action. And one of the things specifically they mentioned is that a lot of businesses are looking right now at their supply chains and they're looking and going, okay, where can we cut emissions? Quite detailed work happening there. And we just heard a really interesting chat from Malcolm Johns, who's the chief executive of the Christchurch International Airport. And he was mentioning that, you know, climate change risks being what he says is weaponized. Um, in, a, in a global protection racket, he says, basically countries are itching to slap tariffs on imports from um, uh, countries on the excuse, basically, that they're not doing enough to cut emissions. And the real problem with that is that there are no international mechanisms right now for working out these kinds of trade um, issues. It's so, yeah, really interesting kind of evolving space there. Some strong language there, weaponized. What are some of the other themes that have been cropping up? Well, yeah, this morning, I would say these kind of two broad threads that I found quite interesting. The first is just, you know, New Zealand's climate policy has built into it a, a, quite a distinct emphasis on planting trees. We want to plant trees and that, that will suck carbon out of the air and that means that we will sort of make reductions. But uh, the Climate Change Commission has served the business um, um, ind- industry and the business community today. He says, look, the current ETS, ETS settings, which is that, you know, sucking air out and buying the units from this market, basically allow for what he calls plant and pollute. And and so the, the whole scheme needs to be worked on. Now, the government is actually working on it. But a number of speakers have echoed that sort of sentiment that as a country, we may be relying too much on um, on planting trees to get out of, uh, um, you know, to, to, to make reductions. Um, and the other thing that he said and was e- echoed by a number of other people is that, you know, New Zealand businesses cannot just um, sort of ignore this stuff, that interna- our international buyers, people who buy our products, if we don't make the cuts, they're going to get them from somewhere else. And just finally, there was a really interesting point that our UN climate ambassador, Kay Harrison, made. She said, you know, New Zealand, like other rich countries, we have actually a moral duty to make the cuts that we have, you know, planned for. But over and above all of that, we must help out other countries with financial support and all other kinds of support, because basically, you know, uh, there's going to be so many uh, competing polls about where to spend the money, and we just have to plough as much into it as we can. But one of the, the silver linings of that is it could be cheaper to pay other people to make cuts offshore than it is to make those cuts mm. in New Zealand. Oh, kia ora. That is Totato Karipoato Ngā Ahuarangi Hamish Cardwell.